Sportscast Prime. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sportscast Prime. I'm here. I'm Nick. This is John. And Mike's not in studio, so we're going to have to go on without him. Sad face. <laughs> but um, we're going to get into some football today, and we're uh, with the playoff pictures that are starting to form. And we're also going to talk a bit about some NBA drama that's happening uh, in recent memory. So we have a little issue in, uh, before we get into the playoff talk with uh, a certain rule that's oh, been uh, circling that's come to surface right now. Uh, John, would you like to get a little into this? Oh, basically, the um, Cincinnati Bengals punter, when he got nailed, he cracked the vertebrae and broke his jaw in that Sunday night game, mm-hmm. trying to make the tackle or trying to go for a tackle. Apparently, there's a rule stating that the punter in general or that player is defenseless on the whole entire down, which I I never knew that rule existed until now, which... And apparently didn't the referees didn't either. <laughs> I think they knew, but like that's why I could tell how much of a crap rule this is. That I don't even think they enforce it because I feel like it's dumb. Whoever created that rule is stupid. If you're making a tackle, you're you're a player. I'm yeah. sorry, like yeah. If a player can affect the play of a uh, of the outcome of a run, then there there's no way they can be considered defenseless. Yeah, it's it's on. Yeah. If I'm a football player and I see the punter making a tackle, uh, trying to make a tackle on the guy going to return, I'm going to lay him out. I'm like, oh, n- no, like you're, it's fair game now. You're making the play. Yeah, unless the, if the punters know like that could potentially happen, they should either just not try to go for the tackle. It's at their own risk to mm-hmm. me. Like you can, you can make that assumption for yourself. If you don't know how to tackle, you probably shouldn't be going in, but you want to give effort. But at the same time, that's still a part of the play. They can't, they shouldn't be considered defenseless. And just to clarify it, it was uh Steelers linebacker, Terrence Garvin who hit Cincinnati Bengals punter, Kevin Huber. Okay. And the, this is where they say on the rule here. Um, yeah, basically after that, um, I believe uh, Dean Dean Baldino made a comment on NFL Network this week. He said that punters are defenseless throughout the down. That's basically a rule a rule for it. Apparently, it's even in some players because I was listening to Mike and Mike uh, yesterday morning and Steve Weather. Uh, I think well, no, was it Drew Weather? Drew. The, 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 on the, the, Giants. the Giants, yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically came yeah, out and said, "He basically came out and said, it's fair game. If I'm making the play, like it's fair game. Like yeah. I, I'm a like I agree too. Yeah, I'm a punter, but yeah, if I'm I'm going to make for make a play, I'm, it's fair game. Yeah. And plus, I feel like it's I feel like it's kind of disrespectful too to the kickers and punters out there because you're making it seem like yeah, like their pansies or stuff like that or like yeah like, i think um somebody was quoted on saying it's kind of taken away from their titles and yeah. uh, or the position and like the punters and kickers they've changed like in, in like the last 10 years they're not these scrawny guys some of yeah. these guys are you're pretty big yeah, yeah, yeah like, these are some big boys that are yeah. playing that position so they're more than capable and there's no way you could say they're and they're defenseless. athletes now too it's not like they're yeah. like you know they're in the nfl so there's no reason why I think they should be called defenseless. That's why I feel like I told you, and like I said earlier, you know how I know it's a stupid rule? Like, even the refs, I feel, don't, like, call it. Like, because all the time it. you see punters and kickers getting laid out, and you don't mm-hmm. see flags, so I think it's dumb, too. Like, Yeah, so, the, yeah, because they don't really enforce it as yeah, much. Yeah, like I said, I could should. see if this was, like, 20 years ago when maybe these guys aren't as big, but these guys are athletes now. These guys are in, like, these guys are, like, 220. These guys are big guys, yeah. like... 
Look at Sebastian Janikowski, the kicker from the Oakland Raiders. That's a big boy. That's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. That is a big guy right there. So that's something I hope that they will change in the future because, you know, they're NFL players, and I, I just think that was just a bad rule that it has to go away. Do you feel like it's a dirty hit he made? I don't think it was a dirty hit. No, not at all. I mean, there's just big-time hits that happen in the NFL. We have to recognize that this is a violent sport, and those kind of things just happen. I just feel they shouldn't, like, fine him or they shouldn't uh, suspend Gervin because, or whatever comes from it. It just, it happens. Mm-hmm. It was a, I felt it was a good hit, and it unfortunately the guy, like, like fractured or, like, you know, broke a vertebrae and mm-hmm. broke his jaw, but, like, it's... To me, that's about how he's coached if he doesn't know how to tackle then that's probably why he got laid out that way if you know how to tackle that doesn't happen to you that's the way i view it but it's interesting but what's even more interesting is some playoff action oh yes and then if well the playoff standings for the nfl a lot of interesting stories that are going to come to form right now so uh, starting off with the oh i'm interested in the nfc east yeah nfc east yes i feel i feel the game that sets the tone for this whole playoff seating is Dallas-Washington. And one might ask, why um, does a 7-7 seven and seven team and a 3-11 and 11 team, why is it so important? I feel it's the most important game as far as NFC playoff implications go. Mm-hmm. It's the most, I feel like, that's the game I'm looking forward to watching. And the reason why I say that is because if Dallas wins this game, mm-hmm. Philly has nothing to play for yeah. this week at least. Because if yeah. they win, mm-hmm. then... It forces they're going to be eight and seven right now. Philly's eight, eight and six. Yep. If it's basically it forces next week's game seventeen game against Philly and Dallas, that's going to be the winner clinches that at, the, the, the East. Yeah. So so if Dallas wins, Philly could be like we have nothing to play for yeah. and rest all their starters for this game against Sunday night game against Chicago. That's very interesting. Actually, do you know? I don't know when the, the timing of these games. Do you know? Well, Dallas and Washington, that's 1 o'clock. And the Philly game, that's Sunday night. Oh, okay. That's a okay. Sunday night game. That's a Sunday night. Oh, so they, have that, the, they, so they get to see what comes that's out what of saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. This is the most important game. So basically, these guys can just see, okay, okay, they won. So now we can just rest our – actually, no, they can rest their guys whether win or lose, actually. Because if they lose, then – Dude, really? Or I thought it would go head to head though too. Because, because if they lose, there that means Dallas is eight and s- no, no, they're, yeah, they're seven that, and that, eight. That, Dallas is out. But Dallas would be out. Yeah. So I, I think no, I feel like they're trying. Well, they don't have to rest their players because I feel like they have to try because that means it's playoff seeding now that they're facing Chicago for the playoff seeding with that. Uh, with it with, with that. Uh, with that, yeah, because they're they're both eight and six. eight and six, and they're both division leaders. So actually, I think they would actually just have to play no matter what, then, because if they want, if it's out of seating and they actually meet each other, they would want to have the home field advantage. Well, that's true too. I don't, know, I, just, I don't know. Well, to be honest, I think Philly's been a better on the road team anyway. Yeah. So, so I just think I just find it interesting how they could be like, "Fuck it, I'm not playing." I'm <laughs> yeah. Sorry to my language, like, Screw, I'm not playing. Like, yeah. I, and. That, it, yeah, that could definitely potentially. I just happen. feel that's like the most important game for the NFC where it is because basically though too, say that they say that Dallas wins and they decide screw it, we're resting our starters. You're basically giving a win to Chicago. You're mm-hmm. basically like, here you go, guys. You have a better chance of making the playoffs. Now. Yeah, basically. Well, Chicago's in in the driver's seat right now. Yeah, be, because, because it's only what the uh, Detroit and 
It's Detroit and Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. And it's even I feel Detroit's basically I feel Detroit's basically out of it. They should have won that Monday night. They needed the, that win more than anything against Baltimore, and they mm-hmm. basically squandered that down their leg. I mean, well, it depends on what Chicago and Green Bay does for me, because because Green Bay is basically they have they're seven six and one, so the tie kind of uh, messes them up a bit. But I don't know. They have uh, they don't have an easy game this week either. Which they're, team? They're home against the Steelers, and the Steelers have been playing better Green football. Bay? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Steelers have been. Yeah, the Steelers have been be- playing better football, and you know they're they're a team basically trying to wreck everybody's like playoff like contentions. They already beat uh, Cincinnati, and uh, they can pl- they can probably most like definitely beat uh, Green Bay as well. Especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, we still don't know about uh, his condition right now. It. It's but. just I just find it funny though because it's like it especially look at the Detroit the Lions they're home against the Giants that's a game I could totally see Detroit losing really <laughs> yeah oh. because they, they, I just feel they're, they're they're so I think the Giants aren't playing they're not good they, enough <laughs> but, but, but I feel like this is a team like this is a game that yeah everyone on paper oh Detroit should win that they lose because Detroit I don't know they're just that team these last couple of years that they, these are games they lose though. I know they should be a bit. Hopefully, I would think they, they would be, be more. Or they than, should be better. Yeah, they should be more urgent. I think their coach is not is going to be definitely going to be gone. If they oh, because the it reflects. I feel like they, they're undisciplined, and I feel like it they are on, on there. And even Reggie Bush came out and said this this team's not disciplined. No, and that that reflects coaching. That's yeah. bad coaching right yeah, there. Very bad coaching. I know. I don't. I would be surprised if there was a coach change at all. I'm surprised they kept them for this year. To be honest with you, and especially based off what last year, it was, mm, yeah, it was a debacle altogether. So, but speaking speaking of though, if you think about it, the AFC playoffs basically mm. two teams squandered away. Like if you think about it, mm. Denver lost to San Diego on Thursday night last week. Mm-hmm. So that basically gave the Patriots the inside track to getting home field throughout the play AFC in the playoffs, the number one seed. But New England lost to Miami as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, so I, they're I, pretty much in the same position. But I felt, that's why I felt it was funny, though. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, okay. It's like, basically, Denver lost to San Diego. Yep. So New England was like, oh, sweet. We beat we beat um, it, uh, Denver, so we have the inside true. All we have to do is win out and we, we get that thing. Yeah. Nope, didn't nope, happen that nope. way. Ryan Tannehill said, nope, that's not going to happen. And <laughs> then Cincinnati beat New England. So Cincinnati's like, we could get the two, two seed. seed yeah. Nope, they lost That's the Bills. They basically, like, all this. It, it all just, <laughs> they all just fell. And it's like, now you Basically, Denver's in the same spot. Like, oh, we can get home field now. Yeah. Basically, I thought when, when I saw, like, um, I like when I saw, like, San Diego beating them, like, oh, like, my thing is, oh, oh, shit. You know, San Diego's became, like, the new, like, Raiders. <laughs> because they just, like, they, they beat certain teams that should, they have no business, like, <laughs> well, that's what I said. After the Thursday game, I like I, said, I was like, "Oh shit, they they could um with New England like wow, Denver really screwed themselves over. Mm-hmm. Like did like did, they had the inside track to the number one seed and home field advantage. Now New England can do it. Now mm-hmm. then, like you said, Miami had other plans, and I'm yeah. like, oh wow, since he could have the inside track oh, sure. at the two seed, and that then, that didn't nope. happen. <laughs> so basically, Denver, Denver, honestly. Denver should give like a big Christmas basket to Miami and to Pittsburgh for basically helping them out because they're definitely. in the same spot. Definitely, definitely. And actually, Miami is still fighting for a playoff spot as well. Uh, actually, for Baltimore's playoff spot uh, in the wild card race. If um, well, let me see. The um, 
the Dolphins' last two games are against. They're at the Bills, mm-hmm. which they, I, I, I can we, give them that. I don't know. It's a cold weather, warm weather team going to a cold weather team. Mm-hmm. They're at Buffalo, and then they got the New York Jets the next week. So they're two winnable games. Two winnable games, yeah. And what? A, okay, let's see what Baltimore has. Here. Baltimore. Baltimore's next two games are the Patriots. Yep, and at Cincinnati. Yeah, at Cincinnati. So they have yeah. tough. They have they two have to two play tough, playoff yeah, teams. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting thing that we got to keep our eyes on. There's still a couple of teams though fighting for a playoff position in in the AFC though outside of because uh, basically well ba- of Miami and uh, Baltimore yeah okay technically if you if you want to get technical with it who I only see uh, I see Denver Kansas City because no nobody's t- nobody's taking Kansas City out of the wild card um, San Diego so has a shot they're seven and seven. San Diego? Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, I couldn't find it. San Diego has an outside shot. And you know who has a really outside shot? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Yeah. If everybody loses out, that's the problem. Yeah, that would be tough. Pittsburgh? That Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Because, like, come on, six and eight, yeah. That's tough. That's true, too. But if you think about it, look at that sixth playoff spot, too. Um, Baltimore has that sixth spot. They want, they, they, they have the tiebreaker win over Wouldn't my... Wouldn't Pittsburgh be a stretch because they're in the same division? Well, they beat they beat Baltimore. I th- did they beat Baltimore? And um, they we, uh, they beaten they basically won and lost. Won and lost. Okay. So I think it would have to be like the person who has the, the first. Yeah, the person who wins the first game gets the nod. I guess. Well, no, who something? has the best? If they tied, I think who has a better conference record? Basically. Oh, okay. Okay. Doesn't it, isn't there that a weird thing we talked about before? If it doesn't come to conference record, then it comes to like who scored, like the like that weird. Well, weird. I think it's two things. There's two things before that. There's who has a better division record. If if they're both tied with division, who has a better conference record? Who like who won in their con? Oh, in the FC, okay. and then I guess it goes who scored. Like it's well, weird. Yeah, like that. yeah it's, it's a, really it's a very weird like system to go through those tiebreakers. But yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at the standings and I'm laughing how they even have like standings for this is what Oakland needs to do to get a better draft pick. They have a look. Uh, okay, uh, Oakland wins tiebreaker over Jacksonville head to head win percentage. Basically, it's like oh, who, who gets a better draft, draft pick? pick? That's terrible. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> That's oh god. Do you think like a, the, any quarterbacks gonna be picked in the first round? Yeah, okay. it, it's a big. Well, I, it depends if Teddy Bridgewater. Well, I, I think so. There's always going to in the NFL now. Now since it's such a quarterback league, there'll be teams like you've seen it in the last couple of years. There are guys who don't deserve to be in the first round go in the first round because of need. I mean, like you can think like Christian Ponders, like one yeah. of them. Yeah. All right. But look at what you call it though. I mean, look at the look at the NFC. Basically, Seattle is twelve and two. They basically. If they beat Arizona this week, I think they have home field advantage throughout, throughout the, the entire, entire playoffs. Yeah, I would say if it has to go through Seattle, then I I would I would pencil them in. I feel bad for the biggest team. I feel bad for is Arizona. They could win ten games and not make the playoffs, like the Bears last year. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But they're not going to lose their coach. So no, <laughs> they they um yeah. They're at Seattle. They're not going to win, mm. but they're home against San Francisco next week. Yeah, they could ten- potentially beat San Fran. Like I said, they could like win ten games and not even make the playoffs. I've... Yeah, they have a potential to do that. Though, who does San Fran have this week? They have 
Just so they have Atlanta. Atlanta. So I, I'm not even gonna bother with that. Um, and then they, yeah, like you said, they got Arizona last. It's 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 interesting. What are you looking forward to? Like which? So your Cowboys. This is a game that they need to win. They need to win this to be like that. At least have a shot. Do you think they could beat Washington? I think they could be anybody. It's just that they don't have. I know they could beat anybody, but, but what they, do you but, feel? But I just feel as though they're going to lose against teams they can beat. That's what I think, honestly. So I, think- agree. I have a bad feeling that Kirk Cousins might gonna might just go sick for this game, and he's he might play out Tony Romo or something like that. And yeah, we have no defense. What, Neither what do you, they either. They so don't have might- defense either. So like, Did basically, they- you have to rely on Tony Romo scoring forty something, or or, or what you call, or if they uh. Yeah, basically him, and they have to hopefully get the running game, running game yeah. going because last week they they were dumb. Mm-hmm. They they didn't run the football. They when, they went away from. Uh, didn't Demarco Murray. Murray have like a hundred and twenty something yeah. yards in the first half? Yeah. He was running for like eight yards a clip, and, and like and you know, they, and they went away from it. I was like, you have the lead, you control the clock, and you're throwing the football. That's coaching. Yeah, there's no, there's there's nothing more that needs to be. You don't have to tell me much about. Jason Garrett. I don't yeah. need to know anything more about him. I, w- I really want to watch this game because like, both these teams have putrid defenses. This could be a shootout. Exactly. That's the problem. With well, uh, to, to our credit, we do have the like when it comes down to it, I don't know. I don't think Kirk Cousins can keep up with Tony Romo in terms of flinging the football and scoring. But then again, Tony Romo could make mistakes and keep Kirk Cousins and to make those plays to keep up. And plus, the, I think like, plus the their running is better with uh, Morris. Or the play calling, though, too. And the play calling, yeah, definitely. Shanahan has the edge, obviously. So, I mean, it'll probably, for some reason, I don't think this... Sh- with the talent that Dallas has on paper, obviously, they should be able to blow this team out. But given the fact of the matter, it's probably going to be a close game, which it shouldn't be. Since, since November 10th, Dallas has allowed um, the NFL worst 35 points a game. They've set in records that might be the worst defense in the in the league. Here, here it is. They've allowed four hundred and twenty seven yards per game. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and ninety seven of them are through the air. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse my political incorrectness, but that is retarded. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is that, really bad. That's, <laughs> that, that's Kiffin. That's that's. Is that going to be historically bad? Historically bad. How bad is because I know what you call. I know Washington's is just as bad. Like, it's just as bad, but it's not historically bad. <laughs> like we're going to be in the record books for this, and it's going to be on record for like forever until somehow, some way, somebody else does worse. We passed probably. You remember the Saints defense? Yeah, it's worse than that. I'm looking at the, at the def no. I just basically saw the defenses right here, and this is the season averages for both defenses. Chicago, I mean, sorry, Dallas is allowing 27 points a game. Uh, Washington's allowing 31 points a game. Dead, it's not good. They mm-hmm. both teams are awful. Here we go. Here's the total defense. Mm-hmm. Dallas is allowing 427 total yards. Yep. Washington's allowed 300, uh, 363. Uh-huh. Both of them don't like like is Dallas two hundred ninety seven. They're rushing yards. I can't believe Alfred Morris could have a field day. They're allowing one hundred thirty yards on the ground. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Good job, DeMarcus Ware. Same thing mm-hmm. for Washington, though, too. Mm-hmm. Technically, Murray could because Washington's not any better. They're allowing 111 okay. yards. So. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, this game is wide open for anybody to take. For, for for me, even though that does sound blasphemous based off the players that they have, but I mean, it's just hard to like to guarantee anything because nothing really is guaranteed based off of what we've seen. And I and to all you guys out there that's listening, um, I will be putting out a article um, about the Dallas Cowboys and um, shed a little light on my opinions. I know I've said things about them last year. The show wasn't up by then, so <laughs> I'm gonna give you a little light about that, and uh, just look forward to that on on the on the page and on the blog. On October 13th, Dallas beat Washington 31-16, but they were outgained in total yardage 200 uh, 433 yards to 213, and that was with Robert Griffin at quarterback. So they could it. I'm not saying they, it's guaranteed that they'll lose or they'll win. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking about this at the playoffs, but I just find this is the most intriguing. To me, this game right here is the most important game I feel in this week. This mm. is going to set the tone. It's mm. they need it, Dallas needs to. I don't, I'm like I said, I'm not a Cowboy fan. Mm. I they should win this game. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, think I, anybody knows. To be honest with you, they might piss this game down their leg. Definitely can happen. They, they did it yet yeah, last. So, <laughs> who do you have in the Super Bowl, or who do you or my playoff team? How about you? Who do you have as your six playoff teams? My six playoff. Or teams? like here, let let me. Well, there's already playoff teams right now, but that with, have already clinched. All right, I'm gonna get out. All right, because basically, can... new here's Seattle clinched. Indy clinched, clinched. Denver clinched, Kansas City clinched. We all know New England clinched, but okay. Here's, I'm going to say, in the NFC. NFC? Okay. Okay. Philly, Dallas. Who do you think is going to win the division? Who do you got? Philly. Okay. The NFC North, do you think Chicago is going to win out and clinch your division? Yes. All right. Now for the NFC South. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to win the division? New Orleans or Carolina? Hmm. I know they play each other next um, in this, Carolina. This, in Carolina, I think this is for what's the, the what's the last game for them? Who, who's there? New Orleans got Tampa, and Carolina. I want to say has Atlanta. So the okay, so they have yeah, Atlanta. They have Atlanta. So it, to me, it rides on this game. The thing is, I I might give Carolina the edge only due to the fact, only due to the fact that New Orleans is a completely different team when they're not home. They don't they don't look like they're the same team, an elite team that looks like they can beat anybody when they're on the road. And not only that though, too, but if if I mean, can't you see like? Tampa, they're a four and ten team, mm-hmm. but they're not playing like a four and ten team. I could potentially mm-hmm. see them beating the Saints. Like they, they, their defense has played a lot better. Like not like that's at Tampa. No, it's it's at New Orleans. Oh, okay. I thought I said that. Okay, okay. I see. So, I see. Okay. It, but it's it's like I could see them beating the Saints. Whereas, like I think Atlanta's kind of like 
if it was at Tampa, I would give that more because, like, again, when they're home, they're just juggernaut. It just like it's night and day with yeah. these guys. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, like, I have no faith in them on the road. Like, like, like with uh, I, I know, I know Seattle people are like Seattle. I know they're amazing at at, at home, but yeah. they're just. A, I feel they're good. They're a good road team too. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I have faith in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Me, I have no faith in New Orleans on the road. I'm None like, no. whatsoever. No. It just like it's like there should be no reason why you shouldn't be able to perform the same way. <laughs> They're you know? terrible. I don't understand it. Yeah, They're like you- like again, it's like the difference between night and day, and it just doesn't make sense to me. So when they're at Carolina, I I honestly believe that Carolina should be able to is capable of taking that game. Fair, it could be fairly, but I, I think there's going to be some urgency from the uh, from New Orleans. But I just think Carolina Carolina is just going to tough it out with their defense. I'm, but again, then again, their the New Orleans defense isn't that bad either. They can tough it out as well too. But I'm giving Carolina the division. I give them the edge. I don't. Edge. I don't know. I New Orleans. They, I just don't like them. I think they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I give I give Carolina the edge, especially if they they need this division title more than anything. Carolina, because if not, I mean, sorry, not Carolina. I trust Carolina winning it out on the road, uh-huh. like. New Orleans needs this division. They need a home playoff game more than anything. If they have that wild card, I feel they're screwed. <laughs> they, they, yeah. There's no way. Yeah, I, can, I can't. I agree with that. They, uh, New Orleans needs this more than Carolina does. And obviously, Seattle has that pretty much. With Philadelphia? Okay, we, with the NF East? So we're going to. Okay. Like you said, you want Philly. I, I choose Philly to win because I actually trust them a bit more than Dallas. <clears throat> I know Dallas is my team, and I'm supposed to, like, again. I'll be rooting for them, but I don't believe in them. I'm going with Dallas. Oh, you're you're setting up yourself for your heart. I know. To be I want Dallas just because I want more drama involved in the team <laughs> going to the playoffs. I, I love the. I love the. They Dallas. will give you that. that Dallas. That's, saying, I, I, I I, I, that's like, the one thing that they are consistent. I love. Uh, there you go. That's the most thing consistent um, about Dallas. It's a show. It's a show till the end. Oh, I'll give you that. I, much. I'm not a Dallas fan, but if they made the playoffs. Bet your ass I'm watching the playoff oh, game. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, like, it's going. Trust yeah, me, yeah. it will be a show. That's what it I'm saying. It will be a show. I, I'd watch it. Even this to the next game that they play is a show. The one that is going to be Eagles a show. If they make it to the playoffs, it's going to be a show. No disrespect to Philly. No disrespect to the fans. No disrespect to the team. But if I had a chance of watching a Philly home playoff game. Or a Dallas home playoff okay. game, just for the drama purposes. I'm watching the Dallas game over. Because you don't Philly. know, yeah, yeah, you like, don't know, <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen. That's, I'm, I, I'm pulling for them. I, I can definitely give them that. Edge, I'm sorry, know. Nick, but I, I don't want the drama to stop. I, I hear you. I, I, for for that purpose, I do want them. I'm just picking it based off of Philly is more consistent. Philly has a defense that it bends, but it doesn't break. They have a defense, yeah. period, actually. So, and I kind of want. I kind of want, like, this is what I want to happen. I want Dallas to do it. I want Dallas to actually win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And I want Romo to be like, I want a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> screw you. Two. Just, yeah, yeah, I want yeah, two playoff games. And uh, it just, just flip off. Yeah. Like, screw you guys. All right. Leave me alone right now. Like, Don't get me wrong. I am hoping for that. But my football mind says. But it, here's it my happen. thing, though, too. Can you imagine? That must be the worst case scenario for you. Because let's see everything falls in. Let's say all the stars align that way. Like mm-hmm. everything happens in like succession. They win the NFC East. They win this game. Mm-hmm. They beat Philly for the NFC East. Then they happen to win a playoff game. That means the whole that coaching staff's going to come back. You know that, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, that I have, the worst I, way I have to you, hope like, that they fail, which is terrible to say. But 
I don't like the coaching staff. I want them gone. I don't want my coaching staff. I don't I think, like my coaching staff at all. I think because it gives credence to what Jerry Jones no, said. I think on his regardless, weekend and week out. I think regardless, Kiffin's gone. But like, if yeah, they, he has to be. I gone. feel like if the stars align and they win the East and they win a playoff game, oh yeah, bet, bet, oh bet yeah, your sweet, you know, Jerry that, Jones is gonna he's have a keeping, field he's day. keeping it. I told you, Gary. Like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna have a field day and he's gonna be like, I told you so. This, that, and the third, and then you know what? The next year we're gonna go eight and eight again. <laughs> isn't, isn't that sad that you kind of have to root for failure for that? Because yeah, that, 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 this is the situation that Dallas. That's why I love Cowboy the drama, man. Like, they, 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 is, they're going to keep them. This if is they win, turmoil for us. Them. This is like the uh, – right now it's the hardest thing in the world to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. And I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I stick with them. But, like, again, I'm rooting for them, but I just can't say that I definitively believe in them. Oh, Nick, I'm sorry. Misery I loves company. I'm sorry. I hope they win the East. I hope they win a playoff I game. I can't, oh, I can't, I go, oh, I can't oh, root for that. I'm going to start – I'm going to – I'm going to look at you and like, sorry, Nick. Oh, my God. I mean, like, it's going to be like a happy and sad thing if it happens, but yeah, I get it. I have more for having a 500 coach being on your team for one more year. (laughs) (sighs) So much to look forward to in the playoffs, but I think it's time to switch gears. Ah, so we're going to go to the, uh, but speaking of just one quick thing, AFC. Baltimore, Miami, or oh. San, Balt- Baltimore, Miami, or San Diego. Okay, so we have before we switch um, into the NBA. That's it. Sorry, just one quick thing. I one- know halfway through, but so like I said, Baltimore, Miami, or San Diego. Who do you got? I know San Diego has the outside chance, but I'm gonna go Miami. Miami. It's kind of hard to pick pick against Baltimore though because they haven't missed the playoffs. No, very well, since Joe Flacco's been there and all that, but it's like I don't know if they have the weapons to just keep that that record right there. Uh, especially since they're playing the Patriots, and I think Miami has a better schedule to make the playoffs than Baltimore does. That's the only reason why. My heart wants to go with San Diego just because Philip Rivers, he's having a resurgent year this year. Like after he looked kind of washed up last year, he's playing his and I feel bad because he saddled with such a bad defense. That defense is not good. Yeah, it's terrible. I just think they are San Diego to me is going to be better next year. Yeah. And if they do have a chance, I I would I would like to see that happen. But I just wouldn't you like to see Philip Rivers in the playoffs? I would would like to see Philip Rivers in the playoffs. But I just think that Miami's it's the schedule. The schedule is That's like basically saying. the reason why I'm picking them. My heart's telling me San Diego, but my mind's telling me Miami. Yeah, so, same, like, same way, same way. I'd love to see San Diego. Mm-hmm. But who knows? A lot can happen. Yeah. And like you said, let's switch gears off speaking about speaking about um, We're going players. On. We're going to NBA. NBA, NBA talk. Uh, are you want to get into uh, the Kobe injury? Because um, as we all know, Kobe's had surgery and um he's been slowly trying to come back but he kept he uh picked up a new injury that we thought was just a sprain yeah i didn't even know that was a sprain i thought i just found this out now that it was a fracture so it was a sprain but now they said it was a yeah uh, yeah first we thought that it was a sprain but now it's been upgraded to a fracture it's a fracture in his uh lateral tibula plateau in his left knee so it's basically a left knee left knee yeah so he let he suffered an injury tuesday night during their win over the grizzlies and an mri so he had an mri so all right so they thought it was a sprain Mm-hmm. This is bad news all around. He's going to miss six weeks, and this is a fracture. They just signed him to that ridiculous forty-eight million dollar 
extension. extension yeah and plus this uh, remember this was the deal that he didn't even negotiate they just gave it to him he didn't even ask for it it's like so and i get it it's kobe bryant but you gotta understand like the injury that he had before is like probably one of the worst injuries that you can actually have yeah he may never be the same from it like i don't want to say he may never because kobe's a physical athletic freak and, Gosh, and yeah and he tries but like mm. like you said he's, he's 35 years old and coming off a serious injury like that he's like, human too so <laughs> yeah yeah so like what do you think this will mean for that contract his career is would you think he would retire by like if he's not right by the end of the, this year of this season i think like see where i think because i'm not the biggest kobe bryant fan mm. to me i'm going from a from a situation where i what, what i would do and what he would do what i would do is bet your ass i would stay around because that's 48 million dollars <laughs> I'm, I'm collecting that money like, i don't care if i'm not the same but i feel kobe's too much of a prideful person to like i feel he'll walk away from that money because i feel like if he feels himself if he feels like he can't play at a high level i feel he's that prideful of a person that he'll walk away okay that's what i feel about it how about you i also think he would walk away because he already stated I think I told you about this off air before. Um, he said that if he's not like to his standard, like basically yeah. getting like over 21 plus and averaging, you know, good numbers and at a superstar level, he wouldn't want people to see that and he would just walk away. Yeah. So if he were to come back from this injury as well and, you know, try to get his legs under him again and then, you know, it gets later in the season and he's not up to par, I would think by the end of the season he would retire. Or if he's just get, keep continuously keep getting hurt throughout the season, he would probably retire sooner than um, later. Good, good for you, Kobe. You, you're a better person than me because I would have been like forty eight million. Screw that. Oh, so then, wait a minute. You you would pull a Allen Houston? Because <laughs> that's Houston. exactly what Allen Houston did. I would pull an Allen Houston. I yeah, yeah, I would do it. I hear you. I, I would shamelessly pull like a Gary Payton too. Well, but, Gary but, but let's understand that Kobe Bryant's fine. That yeah, time. he's fine. He does his endorsements alone. <laughs> yeah so but I, I get that so i feel bad because the lakers i feel they weren't going to make the playoffs anyway this year i mean just this whole season for them has been me- mediocre just to say not even media it's just they were okay like before kobe got back he was two and four and when when he came back in six games that's okay. the record when he was there but i don't know i just feel they got the wrong coach for the thing like d'antoni i feel with this roster it's not Actually, with this current roster, it's better than last year because they got younger. But he's just, he's just like, in, in general, like, the ideal is not good for, like, playoff basketball. No. It, and, like... It'll get it, you there, though, but... And from what I heard, too, like, they're no longer shopping Gasol, basically, was the thing was... We didn't get a deal that we liked, so we're not... So we're going to take him off the, tra- the trade thing. So, yeah, I think he's, like... I don't think people want his contract basically i mean like they would want the skilled player but they would want that at a, at a at a you know at a diminished uh contract to say the least i feel bad for pow because this guy the last two years i feel he's been getting jerked around like is he getting traded is he not getting traded, traded. he's on the trade deadline no he's not yeah hey, we're trading he's him. on the bench is he gonna start all this other crap he doesn't really deserve like half of the stuff that's going on with him he's been a constant professional and you know he's been a good player for a very long time even on a bad grizzlies team that he was on for a while yeah so it's just, it's kind of sad to see like the way he's been treated like throughout the year so far, like as of late actually. Anyway, 
So how do you feel about this injury with the Lakers season? Because I already felt this season was kind of crap for them ever. It doesn't The way the West is right now, they have no shot to get into the playoffs. The way the West is right now. Uh, there's just too much there's too much talent. There's I mean, if they were in the East, they would have had a shot maybe. But um I mean, I'm just saying the West is just loaded. There's like the way that they're struggling in the long term, it, it yeah. just I just don't think it could work. So now and we I was their future <laughs> going to be after this. That's what I'm wondering. Indeed. Now now let's talk about some let's talk about, you know, the conference that everyone wants to talk about in the Eastern Conference. Let's talk about some good old Atlantic <laughs> Division basketball. <laughs> I'm just kidding that division sucks. Anyway, so we're uh Yeah, <laughs> I think uh you mean the two teams that they want to talk about in the conference, but uh, <laughs> I, I want to add one thing though. It's probably off topic, but mm. Toronto is like making moves, huh? Oh yeah, they're clearing <laughs> books. They're going to make sure they have a good amount of money by the end of the season. <laughs> they, yeah. they they want they, they want they, tra- they traded Gay, like you said. They traded it didn't ends in Augustine. They're in talks with Augustine. Yeah, there's talks of Augustine going to the Bulls, you know, and then also. Everybody that they trade for have one-year contracts or yeah. just an opt-outs. All and I think it's team opt-outs. Yeah, and they want to get out of what you might call it. They want to clear cap space, too, and they want to uh, get a good draft pick, too. They want Wiggins to come there. They yeah, want, they want Wiggins bad, so it, I think they're going to do whatever that's necessary to, tank, to, to either to tank and get extra money and surround like Wiggins like with good players. They want the hometown boy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they do. So I, I, good luck to them. I hope they can do it. So what we came on here too, also for NBA is oh, in saying that there's in second place <laughs> in the yeah, there is, in the Atlanta. I think they're. I think I think that's why their GM. I think their GM's like that's why he's making these moves. Like second place in the Atlantic can't have that. Let's get rid of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, what the heck is going on? We're still in second place, and I'm getting rid of all these players. What more can I do? Let's just have six players for I the think, year. And they're also <laughs> trying to get rid of Lowry too. They're trying to get yeah. rid of him for Felton. Clearing and, house. They're trying to get. They're rid- just going to keep the Rosen, I think, and um, yeah, that, they- that, that 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 European guy. Uh, Va- 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 uh, Mike, you know this better than Valucius or whatever. Valucius, I think his name like is. That. Yeah, I always get him and Cantor. I always forget Cantor's on Utah, not on. Uh, <laughs> I always want to say Enos Cantor, but no, yeah. like wrong center. Yeah, but no, like you said, it's they want to get rid of. Um, they also want young players too, because I know they're trying to get rid of Lowry and they're trying to trade him to the to the Knicks. I don't know if that's still going on, but I heard one was. For Felton, and they said that player to be named. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, no. And the Knicks watch it be uh Tim Hart. Watch it be Tim Hardaway Jr. You guys better not get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. That's why I said I'm like, watch it be Tim Hardaway Jr. Then one of the articles prob- I they probably the, would have to though. The funny part is one of the articles I read is like one of the players of Hustle is Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. Toronto knows what they're doing. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, I mean, stupid Knicks. So yeah, in that division, it's pretty sad. I mean. Nobody has a winning record. Actually, out of the whole entire, out of the whole entire conference, I think there's only there's uh, three winning records. I think. Does Atlanta finally have a winning a- record? Atlanta has a winning record. They're fourteen and twelve. <laughs> barely, <laughs> barely, barely have a winning record. Over two games over five. But um, Indiana's the obviously has they have the best record. Miami is nineteen and six. Indiana's twenty and five. How'd you like that game last um last night? Did you watch any of it? No. I okay. was for a disclaimer everyone, I was watching a New York Ranger. I was at New York okay, M- MSG. That's right, my So bad. the seats I got, there was a TV right by my seats. So 
I totally, I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, wow, hopefully the Indiana Pacers uh, Miami Heat game's on. Of course, this is Madison Square Garden, so of course they're not going to play that. They're going to play Knicks Bucks. I'm mm. sitting there, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan, but I really don't want to watch my crappy 8-17 and 17 <laughs> team play. <laughs> but uh, I was watching that game. It was a pretty intense game. They're, I heard he, the Heat came back down. Like, they were down big, and they came back and won the game. Yeah, they came back. Um, there was a lot of turnovers on the side of uh, of the Pacers. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see what they're going to do with Granger, see if they're going to play him with the second unit, see how good he is, and then trade him next year or before the trade deadline this year, or just see see if they can trade him for a point guard or something like that, or have him play point guard. Who knows what they can do with him, but that would be an interesting thing to see because he's going to play this... Uh, I think he's going to play tomorrow, actually, because um, he's going to be coming off the injury list. And Let's not kid ourselves. This is the East... That's the... That's the, it. The, 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 no, like I said, let, let's not kid ourselves. That game right there, these two teams, that's basically our Eastern Conference Finals preview right there. Definitely. <laughs> like and by the way, I've been hearing a lot about people saying about talking about the last call or the non-call that happened against Paul George. I, I can understand where people are saying that it wasn't a foul. It's uh, they have home court advantage. It was LeBron James. Blah 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 blah. But that that's stupid to me. He's not a superstar yet, so he's not getting those calls. Guys. It's no. it's 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 just that they said the new rule is that the player has to be able to come down without interference from another player. LeBron James interrupted that when he was taking that three-point jump shot and they didn't call it. So that's just like another thing where when, uh, when, uh, what I said before, when a call is not made, it still affects the game type of deal. That was like one of those moments, but I kind of get it. It's home, it's home court advantage to Miami. So I get why it wasn't called. It's not that big of a deal. It happens. So does this, this, this way any fact that do you feel like, do you feel that Indiana, is going to go to the finals, or do you feel like the Heat maybe got their swagger back a little bit with this win? I'm going to put it like this: if the Pacers have home court advantage in the final in the Eastern Conference Finals, they'll win. Oh, okay. But if Miami gets it, they'll win because I think the Pacers are good enough, and you saw them. Beat, you see them beat them in at the um, in Indiana, but then you know they like kept I said, it very tight in Miami. Like so I said, I were never out of it. I feel the Pacers need home court more than the Heat need home yeah, court. Yeah, definitely. Because I can see this is the part I can see. To be honest with you, they are a point guard away from like being better than them. I feel like the Heat, in my opinion, I feel the Heat have a better chance of going into Indiana and beating the Pacers than Indiana has going into Miami. And I, I feel like I Indi- Indiana needs home court. I feel better more than that. So I completely agree with that. And you know what? I would even I would, but to me, if they just had because turnovers were the only thing that kept the Miami Heat in this game. It wasn't that because like they the Pacers completely dominated the clock they yeah. played at there's they dominated in terms of this is how the game's going to be played and then you know they had the miami heat had to play up to their speed they had yeah. to put in two bigs and this that and a third so that kind of favored the pacers but you know the only reason why i think they won is because you know lebron james just said you know enough of this I yeah, like, and then and then put his will upon it basically showed us why he's the best player in the definitely game. yeah definitely and that also it would, again, I was talking about the turnovers. I think if you just give the Pacers a good point guard that runs an offense, I don't, I'm not even saying a superstar one, just one that just 
creates less like a Jose Calderon or something like that, like a point guard or that, like a Drogic or a Dro- yeah Drogic. Oh, they should definitely go for him. But um, I got yeah that kind of a point guard that doesn't have a lot of turnovers, runs the offense, and because if they didn't have all those turnovers, they would have been up by like twenty or thirty yeah. points. So. I think that's that's like the one thing that they're missing. I know Paul George, he already stated that he's not a point guard. He's just a player playing yeah. as a point guard position. He knows that, but that's he's the only guy that can bring the ball up the court consistently. So Basically, it's the Pacers and Heat's conference and every other team's just living in it. Yeah, basically. Well, thanks, I, if I, if, if, yeah, like Chicago, because Chicago just lost to the Rockets last night as well. And... Thank you, Chicago. My eastern, my <laughs> eastern team leg is really looking great right now. You can thank good old Derrick Rose. <laughs> but but uh, speaking of, since we short time we're talking about, since we're not going to be on next week because Christmas, you and me, we like to preview the Christmas games. Yes, we do. There's I like some of these. Five games. games in total. There's probably two games I really like, and one game I'm uh, uh like I'm on the fence about, and the okay. other two I just don't like. So, which are the ones... Let's start with the ones you don't like. What are the ones you don't like? Nick's Thunder. <laughs> okay, that's one. I just... I don't know. I just... I'm a Nick fan. I just... It doesn't need to be said, but... Uh, do you think the Knicks have given up, like, on... What's it? I'm almost given up on this season. Mark my words. If Carmelo leaves, mm-hmm. and the Knicks are a lottery team this year, which Denver gets a lottery pick and Carmelo leaves... I'm boycotting the Knicks. I am not watching them at all next year. My way, my thing is, if they don't give a crap about the team, why should I? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do they trade Carmelo Anthony before the trade deadline? Uh, maybe. If it's looking like they can't get him, I think they should. Who do they get? Sh- what you can. Okay. So try. I don't. To- I, I don't. I. I can't tell you who would be a, who would be a trade partner right now, but get what you can. If if it's looking like right now, I I'd say right now that it's probably 50-50 that Melo stays. But if they feel that there's no chance that he's coming back, yeah, bet your ass, get, get what you can for him. For me, I think it's more on the lines of 60-40 that he leave. That it is. Right now, I feel... It's, just based on what's happening. Yeah. Because, like, you, you can't be a superstar thinking that there's me and then look at what we are right now. Yeah. Why am I going to stay here? Even though, I, even though I am from New York, but I want to win a championship. Oh, and let me tell you... Woodson has to thank Jason Kidd for being that much of an inept coach in Brooklyn because nobody's talking about what a terrible job like Mike Woodson's doing right now. When you want to say that's more due to injury though than more so of it being up to the. From what I heard though, he's playing like he's. I did see that mistake that he made though uh, in uh, one of the last second games with that that he didn't call a yeah. timeout for that cost him the game. So I can't. And like he's like, that didn't help him. At and he's all. like playing players that he like who who are not as good. Like I just hear like he's basically he, he's mismanaging it, and it's showing. And okay. I think he's that's I'm not looking forward to that. And man, my Thunder being in the top three pick looks so good right now. Like who knew Westbrook would come back and be this awesome? Like yeah, I know. I didn't ex- when I made the my choices for the playoffs i had them i think at the top five yeah i didn't expect westbrook to be back so soon and balling the way he is so it kind of shattered what i said do you think they're going to be in the western conference finals do you think they're a good team i feel with durant and westbrook they're always in the mix they're always going to be in the mix absolutely they're going to probably they i feel as though they're easily make semifinals. But that's when it's going to get dicey, depending on who they play. Yeah. Because, like, there's some teams that have stepped up and buffered their rosters so they can play teams like them in the in the playoffs. So I would be very interested to see, 
like guaranteeing that they're going to make the semifinals yeah. basically and see who they have next. But I don't think it's a lock that they'll make the, the Western Conference Finals, but they're, they're up there too. Another team I don't care about. Uh, the game, other game, yeah. Heat Lakers. Um, I would care about him more if it was Kobe, but if unfortunately Kobe was Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> if he was the Mamba, then it would Well, been. unfortunately, he's not playing. He's hurt. So. He's hurt, so that doesn't matter. And Do you want the one I'm on the fence with? Yeah, the fence one. Chicago and, and um, Nets. Nets. Because I'm intrigued about it just for the fact that, like, there's the, Nets, no, the Nets are the still Nets have, in. The, the Nets have been doing actually pretty they, well the last saying, few games. So that's what I'm saying. They're doing actually well, and the Bulls. They're still. I I like the Bulls, and mm. I'll always I I like them this year. I still think they'll rebound, and make the playoffs. I mean, they're they have yeah. too much of a good coach. They're yeah. like the two, and that's just the, the games I like. Obviously, Rockets, Spurs. It's at San Antonio. I feel this is a big test for the Rockets to see yeah. if they are legit. It's in the San Antonio. Yeah, and every year. Like Tim Duncan, you're amazing. I don't know yeah. how you do this. Like whoever trains this man, I want to know his name. <laughs> and the same thing too. I feel in the late game, Clippers Warriors. I'm feel, very interested in that game. I feel this is a bigger game for the Clippers than it is for the Warriors because this is in Golden State. I feel like this is where you have to prove like you belong up there with the rest of the guys because because to me. Don't get me wrong, no disrespect to the Clippers, but I never got the whole they're a championship contender out of the West. I, I know you know how some people believe that they're they, that they that they're one of the you know how when people in or in the preseason they're hyping up like they the title contenders, there's like if Westbrook, there's always you know, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, you know, the usual suspects. Then they threw in the Clippers there. I never bought onto the Clippers. I felt like the Clippers are a player away. But I don't know. I just well, at the preseason, Westbrook was still considered not going to play. Yeah. So I think that's why they probably favored them more than the Thunder at the time because they saw the yeah. way that Kevin Durant performed without yeah. Westbrook, and they figured that that's not going to be a strong team without Westbrook. So, Cause, cause like I said, we, we got to edge those guys. Because, like out. I said, I never got the Clippers like title hype. Like I feel like I still don't like their front court, like DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin in crunch time. Well, to their credit, though, they have been playing better in crunch time. I give yeah. them that much. But the because like Blake Griffin improved on his free throws this year. Yeah, um, he's actually showing Fine. some post moves. Yeah, but they're not stout post moves but they're like decent enough to score so like i don't want to put too much on blake griffin because he's actually been doing yeah. t- pretty well scoring 20 points getting over 10 rebounds and stuff like that what but i do have a problem with is deandre jordan being in in the fourth quarter being a liability yeah. on the free throw line that's my that's what i'm saying because he's good at defense now he's been playing like really solid defense but like the problem is if he's on there on the court in the fourth quarter and he's like what is he 37 41 something yeah it's like, atrocious it's atrocious free throw shooting basically no matter what you want to put say it put on it but that's like my main problem and i kind of thought they would have him on trading block this year but i think his defense is somewhat saving him what i'm worried about though with the clippers is like if i'm a clipper fan yeah i understand like blake's good with crunch time right now and but my thing is if it i feel playoffs is different than regular season like if i'm a clipper fan mm-hmm. and i'm trotting those guys out mm-hmm. and let's say like oh they're down by a couple points mm-hmm. in a, a playoff game, let's say at Portland, mm-hmm. like 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 a hostile environment like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh crap! That's, <laughs> another, that's another team I want to get into a little bit later, but I would too because I think they gotta. To me, you could rely on Blake Griffin throughout the first three quarters, but yeah. like then that's when you got to start relying on guys like Chris Paul to get JJ ready. Yeah, involved, like I said, a Jamal Crawford involved, a Jared Dudley. I thought that was like you know the reason why they got those guys. So yeah. like it can't be just. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. Yeah. And then 
DeAndre Jordan. But like, I th- I thought that once they got those guys in and they included them into an offense, like for the fourth quarter, I thought that's what that was set for. But you know, that's that's how I looked at looked at them. Because I know people are like Steph Curry. This is a highlight game for them. Like I said, yeah, this I, this this game means something to them too. But I feel like this means more to the Clippers. Is the is Andre Iguodala back? I'm not. 100% sure about I him don't right believe like I think he's been out for the past few games that I've seen of late from the Warriors. I don't, I don't know. know if he's back. Like I said, this to me it's the Clippers in a hostile environment mm-hmm. and like and I, the Warriors is definitely a hostile environment. <laughs> it's one of the loudest uh, arenas mm-hmm. in basketball, so it's de- it's a big test. So I know some people might say look at me like I feel the Warriors have a lot to prove, but I said to me like I feel like this might might sell me on all right maybe the clippers are title contenders or maybe they are threatened the way if they get this win here and if they win in convincing fashion uh, actually this is the lineup here it says curry thompson barnsley and bogut so i don't think uh, andre goodell is back yet all right also there's uh, another team that's actually taking the league by storm that would be the portland trailblazers actually and um they're actually have the best uh record in the west right now even over the spurs but i felt like they needed a bench and, and they got the they, bench. Here's my thing. Are they are they title contenders? I'm kind of talk, talking myself into them. They took the Clippers out for me because I did have Clippers top three. Or rather top five, something like that. And I think they moved up because I'm loving Lillard and the combination of Lillard and Aldridge. Because those two... They have the chemistry. Aldridge is a post player, and he can shoot from, like, 17 feet out. So it's like – and apparently Lillard's a clutch shooter during crunch time. What scares me about them is they're kind of a mediocre defensive team. And, like, I'm – Actually, they're, they're, like, middle-of-the-road defensive. Because the, the thing is, all of them play are – like, I don't think any of them are a liability on defense. Well, no, like, all of them are – well, they play good team defense. They yeah. said bet, like – I think Lillard's not like Lillard's below average to fit. They said most of them are like bullet. They said their best defenders, Wesley, Wesley Ma- Matthews. Matthews. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like, like they're all a group of collective, either average or below, below average, average defenders, but like not like not like liable guy. Like yeah. we have to help this guy type yeah. deal. They like just they know they're defensive. None like, of them are going to be mistaken for like Andre Iguodala when it comes no, to defense. Not at all. Not, so, at all but, not at all. No. 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 So. I feel like this should be a topic that we should discuss coming back. Like, the, more like it will, we could get Mike involved. Like, are the Blazers for real and all this stuff? This is going to be yeah. I definitely would want Mike's opinion on those guys. So that would be interesting to see hear what he has to say. And is there any other? Uh, oh yeah, the two um the two games that you had left that were that you you already mentioned that which are your interested? In? Oh yeah, like I said, Rockets Spurs. That's okay. the game I yeah, the like. Other game. It like I said, it to me this has to prove it. This is in San Antonio. I want to see if the Rockets are for real. To me, this is going to end up more so on the play of what James Harden can do. I think Dwight Howard is going to be capable of doing what he's able to do. He's going to get his. Yeah. I think he'll get seventeen to nineteen points and get like a double double for rebounds. But I think it's more so on how James Harden is playing and Parsons because I think those two they have good chemistry. But if they're, like, not clicking, then it's going to be a tough road for them because I think those two are going to be the key to um, how this game goes because San Antonio's is always going to be consistent with what they do. Can you at least play some defense, James Harden? I'm surprised you're that bad. He wasn't that bad before. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why he's bad. Like, I knew... 
Like, I remember people saying he was, like, last year he was a bad defender. I'm like, okay, yeah. I understand he's a bad defender. But this year, like, I didn't think he could get any he's worse. Terrible. Like, he was t- like, I mean, like, Parsons has to actually help. Yeah. Like, because Parsons is actually a decent defender. And, like, he has to, you know, people have, like, the whole team as a group have to, like, edge over towards that guy. I mean, Beverly's a good defender. Yeah. We all knew, knew about that. But, like... The, the point of Beverly starting yeah. is the, was the thought that, okay, James Harden's not that bad a defender. Put Beverly with James yeah. Harden, we'll have a pretty good defense. But now we just find out that James Harden's that, well, terrible. Well, James Harden goes to me. Uh, well, not goes to me, but he said <laughs> he got he got mad. He goes, I feel I should be considered the top sh- uh, shooting guard in the league. Like, he said that. And I sat there. I'm like. Over t- like shooting? But, like, no, like, top shooting guard. In, in, oh, 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 at the in, position. Game, like, at the, at position. the position. He feels he's a top. I'm like. And, and I started laughing. I'm like, can I at least play some defense first? before you like tell me that like yeah exactly. t- to me you're nothing more than a one-dimensional player now can you at least play some defense? defense yeah you can't be considered the best i mean i still put Dwayne wade over you because Dwayne wade can score and he can play defense and then that's i, re- I watched there's a espn uh thursday night game i was watching and i was like why it was a rocket game and it just shocked me i was like holy crap i knew harden was bad i didn't think he was this bad on defense i think clay thompson plays better defense than he does he i, I can play better defense than he has, <laughs> than harden that's, right what I'm, that's what i'm saying it's like, it's like how could you sit there and say that if you're not a good defender makes no sense to me but all right i mean I, clearly he thinks his offense is good enough but i think there's a higher standard than that so well we got a couple minutes do you want to do your quick hits okay yeah my quick hit um it's uh, about uh youth basketball uh we i'm currently coaching in a local team well alongside of dan fiscanari um we're actually coaching in two different uh age groups from uh 9 to 10 and 11 to 12 and currently right now our 9 to 10 team is 3 and 0 and our our 11 to 12 team is one and one and that uh, we're hopefully we'll get our team for the older groups uh, together. We're trying to shoot for a championship this year, high marks and all that. But, um, so it's, it's pretty exciting just for closure. Like I, I used to coach, uh, in the same league, but with older kids from like 15 to 17 year old and like, it's a different world. So it's more of a, it's still teaching, but like at a more of a molecular level, you yeah. got to pay attention to things that the kids are doing, and you know you got to be differently spoken with them because you know they're they're kids. So it's a, quite an experience. You can't ride them as hard as you can no, like a sixteen, seventeen. Not at all. Can break spirits. <laughs> My, What's your quick hit? I know some people like to, you know, worried about USA in the World Cup because they have a terrible bracket or they're in the t- and have no shot. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Instead of caring about a team, well, this is me, but instead of caring about a team that has no shot at ever winning a World Cup, why don't you pay attention to uh, a United States team that actually has a shot at bringing home some gold, and that's the U.S. men's hockey team this year at the Soki Olympics. Soki Olympics yep. I've been waiting for this for four years. This is my World Cup. I'm going to be watching. Like I said... This is, I, in my opinion, I feel this is the United States' best shot at winning a gold medal in a while. Like, they had a perfect shot last year, and unfortunately, Sidney Crosby broke my heart. And then I've been waiting for this for four years. USA, bring home the gold, please. I, I, w- I would love to see this. Yeah, okay. Watch it, guys. Support the USA hockey team at the Soki Olympics. It's coming in January. So, wait a minute. Let me be sure about this. There, so, there are American players 
playing on the American team, right? Yes. Okay, okay. I, I wanted to be sure because... And they're awesome players. We're awesome. Okay. Hopefully, I to be sure because <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> good idiot players around. Hopefully, hopefully Jonathan Quick can... Uh... Yeah, get his uh, game up because it's kind of... Yeah. It's slipping right now and I'm not appreciating that. Come on, John. Get it together. <laughs> it's your boy speaking to you. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're going to get out of here now. So... I'm Nick. I'm John. And we'll catch you guys next time on Sportscast Prime. See ya. Later.